This is Higher Education, a podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions Group. Welcome to another episode of Higher Education, the Workforce Solutions Podcast brought to you by Catapult Solutions Group. I'm your host, Bobby Brill, and joining us on this episode are Mike Boyles, who is the Vice President of Operations for Catapult Federal Services, and Josh Rainier, who is the Human Resources Administrator at Catapult Solutions Group. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Bobby, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Before we get into the topic, uh, Mike, give us some of your background. Tell us how you got involved in the world of working with recruiting and uh, people, the people business. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of the way everything happens, right? Dumb luck. Right? I was a uh, juvenile probation officer, and then I became a teacher, had my first kid, and wanted to have more kids and make more money. And I joke around, I say I got suckered into this business. Uh, it was supposed to be a short-term thing, and you know, almost 20 years later, it's, it's become a career, right? So pure dumb luck. <laughs> well, but at least you're helping people. I mean, so, you know, at the same time, you know, you do get those gold stars for being the guy that's helping people get a paycheck. So, you know, kudos exactly. to that. Yeah, well, Josh. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of the best of both worlds, right? For that, for that exact reason, right? Because, you know, I think in teaching, you know, you're helping people. The, the financial reward isn't necessarily there. But in this world, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. You're helping, you're doing good, but you also have an opportunity to not only change lives, but make some money too. Oh, that's awesome. And Josh, how did you get involved in this? I've been a lifelong salesperson since I started working when I was younger. Um, Staffing was just another form of that type of sales. I was brought in by the uh, the CEO uh, as a recruiter, Um, did that for about five years, and then just made the transition over to HR. So still within the same company um, uh, of Catapult and just kind of continuing that journey within the company, but not necessarily directly in the recruiting seat. Okay. So we're going to talk about recruiting, and and a lot has changed with the pandemic, even in the last 15 years in recruiting. This, this idea of transparency and the thirst for honesty, these two trending topics in today's hiring process, how does that fit into this world of subcontracting and the people business? Mike, tell us about that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's funny because I think, uh, you know, we kind of classify ourselves as old school meets new school, right? And I think, you know, the, the new school thought process is more, more, more and faster, 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 right? And anytime we do that, we tend to cut corners, right? Whereas our old school approach, right, the whole transparency thing is, you know, just be, be yourself, be honest with people. Right. Tell them up front, you know, hey, here are the gaps, here are the warts, here, here's what you're walking into. So you can set realistic expectations. And I think, you know, an analogy we like to use is when you think of, I don't know, 100 years ago, let's say I own a, a general store and you guys come in, you need a horse saddle. Right. You tell me, hey, I need a horse saddle. Hey, while, while you're kind of designing that up, I'll get some milk, I'll get some cookies, I'll get some whatever else. Well, the horse saddle might take four months to come in. Right. But four months down the road, I call you up, horse saddles in, I bring it to your house. I tell you to test ride it, see if it fits, see if you like it. I also tell you, if you don't like it, we'll get you another one built. Well, after that's done, you invite me in your house for dinner. Right. You're like, hey, you got to stay for dinner. You got to hang out. And that's that that salesmanship. Right. That that building relationships, that trust. And I think what we strive for here at Catapult is it's the same principle. Right. It's not a new idea. We're not recreating the wheel or anything. We're actually bringing it back to the way that things should be. 
Mm. Right. Person to person. Right. Because so much of recruiting today uh, is everything's online. You never talk, talk to the person. You never see the person. And you're just like, OK, I got an email and a place to show up. And I guess there's somebody here I'm supposed to talk to. Right. Precisely. Right. And I think that's the thing. Right. It's it's everything is ease of access now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love technology. Technology is phenomenal. But when technology starts to replace the human to human communication, the contact, the eye contact, the shaking of hands, that's that's when you're headed down the wrong path. It may seem easier in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to have a really hard time because you're always starting back at the same spot every time. You got to right. every day. It's it's the same as a Groundhog Day. Instead yeah. of building on that relationship and building the trust and kind of further developing that ecosystem, if you will. And now, how does that translate? to a candidate when you're talking to a candidate how does that make sense to them when you're going when you're explaining okay we're doing it um a way you may not be familiar with it's the way we've always done it but we've kind of changed how do you explain that to candidates and and set them up for success well i mean it's first off when you're talking about a, a job versus going online and buying something off of amazon there's there's a level of you need to have a certain amount of information to make an educated decision because you're talking about your livelihood. You're talking about how much you know what you're doing for the next five, 10 years. You're talking about how much money you're going to make over the five, next five, 10 years. And you're not going to get that just, you know, filling out a survey online and then having someone remote back into you saying, oh, yeah, you know, we think you're a good fit. So on the recruiter side, I mean, the ability to be able to give them all that information and make the educated decision because it's a big decision and there's a, you, you need to have that additional you know personal touch with a human being to let them know hey this is what this company is about this is what they are going to be looking for you to do this is what the job description is you, you know these are the things that you need to take in consideration because the way the job market is right now you've got people that have five ten different jobs being thrown at them and having that personal communication with someone that knows what the company is looking for and able to give them all the details right up front versus just kind of giving them a, a five, 10 bullet point description, it, it, it opens up further communication. So that way that person is making the educated decision on what they should do. And I always made it a point when I was recruiting to, to let people know, hey, this job might not be the best for you. Like at the end of the day, we're trying to find the best fit for you. And yes, I would love for you to work for me. I'd love to make money um, with you. But if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. And I feel like that's that's kind of what's lost sometimes in this lack of communication with a human being is you're like, okay, yeah, on paper it looks great, but then I get in the door and it's not a great fit. And you end up leaving a few months later. Now you're back on the job market and you know, you're not making money. So being being transparent to be able to have someone trust that you're giving them the right information, that you're giving them all the information and giving them maybe even more information than they need to make that decision. Because it's a it's 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 below, you know, big, big purchases of a house and like all these life decisions. You don't want to take those lightly. Yeah, Josh, you, you made a good point there. Right. I mean, he, he we're talking about transparency and then, you know, Josh just threw trust out there. Right. And the two kind of they, they coincide. Right. I mean, I guess you could probably look at a dictionary and they have similar meanings. But I think trust is the key of any relationship, whether it's, you know, the, the recruiter candidate relationship, the salesperson client relationship, you know, husband, wife, father, son, whatever it is. Trust has to be there. If you don't have trust, it's really hard to build anything else. Right. And I think Josh talked about a couple other things where, you know, 
let's be honest. I mean, most recruiters in the business are not very good. I mean, they're just not. I mean, let's let's be honest. Yeah. And and it's not it's not even their fault necessarily. I think most of the time it comes back to they're doing what they think they need to do. And it's simply put, I have a job, I need a body. So at all costs, I don't care if you're the right body or not, you're a body that I think might be a fit. So I'm gonna try to do everything I can to kind of sell you and cram you into that versus just having a little bit of integrity and kind of, you know, let's take a step back. Right. Is it better to force a square peg in a round hole to eventually either break the hole or break the peg? Mm. Or is it better to, hey, you know what, maybe just take an extra 30 seconds and find the actual peg that goes in that hole? It's interesting. I, you know, and I think so many of us have gone through this process dozens of times to where, uh, especially if you're working in tech or you're working in something that, um, even skilled labor has this now with so many different um, skill sets needed. You see a job description and it's almost boilerplate. Right. And then there's a bunch of stuff tacked on that kind of makes sense, doesn't make sense, contradictory to what's actually what you actually know the job is. And then you talk to a recruiter and you have questions like, do I really need to know this software? It would be good if you did. Yeah. Do right. I need to know it? I don't know. Or, sure, what do you think? I don't know. I'll ask. Don't worry about it. How do you change that conversation to build the trust with not only your candidates, but with the end clients you work with? Yeah, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. I'm sorry. I'm going to steal this one because uh -huh. this, this, is, this is one thing that gets me, it gets me fired up, right? But in a good way, right? Because I think what, what also has to exist in any relationship is, you're not always going to get along. You're not always going to have, you know, the easy road and, oh, okay, sounds good, honey. Let's just, you know, let's just go be merry and, you know, tiptoe through the tulips or whatever, right? There, there are times where you have to be honest, right? If we're going to talk about trust, then we also have to talk about truth. And the truth, it, it hurts a lot. It does. But it's still the truth, right? And I think a lot of times... If you look at the equation of, you know, where are we getting that job? We're getting that job from a customer if, of some capacity. We have to, as, as salespeople, we have to be able to build relationships with the customer and push back on the customer and say, hey, you know, hey, Bobby, you just gave me this description. There's 30 bullet points. You and I both know nobody has all of this experience. <laughs> right. And if right. they do, you're going to have to pay three times what you're targeting to pay. So let's let's talk through that and figure out what do they absolutely have to have? And then what are the nice to have? Right. If they had this, this is kind of like the cherry on top, because then you're comparing apples to apples. Right. You could go back to a candidate and say, hey, here's the deal. Here's what they're really looking for. The description I'm going to show you, it's, it's going to overwhelm you. Just ignore it. Or half the time, I'll take that stuff out. I'll say, hey, they told me this doesn't matter. So that's coming out of the description. Because I think, again, back to that ease of access and making things faster and easier, people cut corners. It happens. So I think when you have these large organizations sometimes that maybe they have hundreds of different job descriptions, well, this job kind of fits into this description. So instead of recreating the wheel, why don't I just use that description and send that out as that's the one? Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. Copying it, copying and pasting is so much easier than the 30 seconds you mentioned of, hey, let's look at this one more time. Exactly. But again, 
what do most people do? Most people would prefer to take the path of least resistance because it's easier in the short term. But the, the troubles usually come after the fact, right? It's, it's six weeks down the road. You still haven't found the perfect candidate. And now you have to go back to the customer and have that difficult conversation that you should have had day one. And then it, it just kind of opens up the possibility of the customer getting mad at you and saying, Mike, why, why didn't you say this to me six weeks ago when we talked? We just wasted six weeks of time that we could have had this thing filled. So, again, transparency and trust. Well, I mean, and, and Josh, you, you can talk to, about this uh, as well. I think so many people forget if you're a candidate and then also the company itself, it's not cheap to hire. Just the hiring process. I think so many people don't realize, even when you're the candidate as well, that all of that onboarding, all of that stuff has is probably as much, if not more, than the salary. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, and I mean, and that's that's why doing the correct steps and in, in making sure that the person is going to be a good fit before even sending them over to the client is is key because, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to lose on that situation. The company that you're recruiting for is going to lose. The candidate's going to lose. And us as the firm that's put it, placing them is going to lose. So being able to give them all that information up front and, be, you know, obviously it's still a people business. And I could I could submit, Bobby, I could send your resume over. It's up to you to get the job. But it's up to me to know that you've got everything that the company needs and wants for that role to make sure that it's going to work in the long run. Um, so it, it, it still goes back to that transparency and that trust issue is is as a staffing firm, we need to make sure that we're doing the right things and getting the correct requirements. Like Mike was talking about weeding out that 30, you know, 30 plus list, weeding it down to five and saying, okay, this is what you guys need. Correct. Okay. These are the people that have those five things. And then obviously it's a, it's a relationship thing on that side. Um, but you know, b building that trust on our end is where it all starts because they're going to, the candidates will then, you know, put their faith that we are actually presenting a position that they are a good fit for. And it's just down to them to get the job. That makes, makes perfect sense. Um, even though it, it, it seems you, you make it guys, you guys make it sound so easy, but it's like, man, this is, this is that it's holistic and it's, I got to think about it and it's almost Zen like, but it's like, no, this is, you know, when you're talking about skilled labor and some of these other jobs you're bringing, it's like, it's kind of, a, it's, it, it seems like a real dichotomy. Uh, and for most people, I don't think they can wrap their brain around it. How did that, this whole idea come about for you guys? I mean, I, I think it's, it's unfortunately, there's no easy way to, to do that, right? It's a lot of it is just running into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. So you, you, like anything else, right? I mean, how do you learn how to ride a bike, right? You fall down a whole bunch of times, right? Your parents are holding it. They're running beside you. Maybe it's on grass. Maybe you have training wheels. How'd you learn to walk, to crawl, to feed yourself, to pour milk? You learn by making mistakes. And I think, you know, out of, out of anybody here, I probably hold the record for number of mistakes, probably just today alone. But I think it's, <laughs> that's, that's how you learn, right? It's, you know, when you know that there's a table that you're going to stub your toe on every day, every time you walk by it, it may take me six months to learn that by stubbing my toe every day, but eventually it starts to, to sink in. But I think the other side of it is we, we always, as people, we try, we tend to, sorry, we tend to overcomplicate things, mm -hmm. right? Everything, right? Sometimes somebody can say, hey, can you turn the light on? And we start to think, 
why is he asking me to turn the light on? Why can't he, why can't he do it? Or why can't someone else do it? They're Does he mean it now, right now, right this moment now? It's, it's just a simple, <laughs> it's a simple question of, hey, turn the light on. Like there's, there's nothing more to it. And recruiting is the same way, right? We have a joke internally where we're not rocket scientists, right? We're not curing cancer. We're not rewiring brains or building prosthetic limbs. We're not doing any of that stuff. But at the same time, we're smarter than rocket scientists because we're dealing with humans every single day. And, and humans come in all shapes and sizes. And you've got you've to be a chameleon and be able to, you know, kind of be empathetic and put yourself in every single person that you talk to's shoes, right? Because when, when you talk to candidates, they've got their guards up mm. because you're asking all these probing questions. And in their mind, they have one goal in mind, and it's to get a job. That's what they're thinking. So they're a little bit reluctant to share some of their intimate details, right? I mean, whatever it is. Right. And it's it's our job to get them to get that, you know, that comfortableness, that trust with us to where they're speaking honestly with us, right? Because again, they're thinking everything I say can and will be used against me in a court of law. That's all <laughs> right. they're thinking. Sure, sure. Blame them for it, right? It's easy for us to get mad at them. Oh, I don't understand why this guy won't tell me why he's had four jobs in the last six months. Well, probably because... He doesn't trust you. You've got to figure out how to get it, get in there and get their guard down. It, it, it's put, it's putting the human aspect back into a job, which is already human based, but yet a lot of other companies and firms are going that more technical, you know, AI type of route in their recruiting aspect. Whereas at catapult, we're trying to reintroduce like what recruiting actually is. And it's making friendships. It's having a personal connection with somebody and, when, when you know that the person on the other side of the phone actually cares about where you end up and what you end up doing based off of whatever your skill set is and what you want to accomplish, those are the people that will then listen to anything. You know, so if I call this guy back up, I'm like, hey, you know, I've got this other opportunity. He'll know that I have his best interest at heart and I'm, he's not just a number to me. I think that's the big, the big problem in staffing is too many people get called by recruiters and they feel like a number. There's no, there's no connection. There's no personal trying to understand what this person needs, where they are in their life, what they're all about, to then present to them the correct opportunity. And Catapult tries to set itself apart in that aspect where even some of our best clients, they all started off with personal relationships. I mean, yeah, it, obviously everything started off with maybe a, a cold call at one point, but then take them out to lunch. You know, you, you hang out outside of the work environment. You understand how they are as a person an individual and then that's where all the business comes from after that but it's the same on the recruiting side if you go buy a car and you talk to talk to a sales guy if the guy cares about what you're actually using the car for and he wants to know about your family and okay what kind of things are you going to have you're going to be more prone to want to talk to that guy about buying that car versus a guy that comes in says how much money you have to spend okay this is what your options are and leaves you alone and everyone's had that bad car salesman and i was a car salesman years ago and i hope (laughs) i didn't fall in that category but like you know, it, it, it's it's making people feel like people, making them feel like a human being, like they matter. They're not a number, and then they're gonna they're gonna listen to everything that you have to give them. How you dare know, you guys put humanity into human resources? Who do you guys I, think you are for crying out loud? What's going on? <laughs> but that's a good that's a good point too, Josh. Right? I mean, I think you know you, the the goal the goal of what we do every day, and the goal of really what every human on earth should try to do is 
you want to elicit an emotional response from people, right? You want, you want them to basically leave the conversation with a smile and a, a feeling of, man, you know what, this, this person's actually trying to help me, right? Because the world is full of people that make it look like they're helping, but really they're just trying to help themselves at the end of the night, like, you know, like Scrooge McDuck throwing all their gold coins all over, right? And, and that, that comes, right? But you've got you've to gotta do good for others first, and then things start to, you know, kind of manifest themselves. That, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I, I, I hate to wrap it up because, you know, the first thing I want to do is like, how fast can I get my resume over to you? But how can people get their resume and themselves in front of you? What's the best way to reach out to you guys? I mean, I would say the, be the best way is, you know, on our website, you know, you can just send your resume over. You can send it to me personally, you know, mike.boyles at catapultfs.com. Our main website is catapultsg.com. We are going through a rebranding, so in the next couple weeks, we are going to have a brand new website up, which will have a lot more easy access than what we've got now. But you'll have there's the online applications, and everything that can be put on the website. And of course, we will have all that information in the show notes and on the website. So as you're putting your thoughts together, you can reach out to these two gentlemen and you know actually have that human interaction experience in building your job and your next career. Mike Boyles, Josh Rainier. Thank you so much for joining us today. Fabulous conversation. Yeah, Bobby, I appreciate it.